0: Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills.
1: We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, 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 everyone. Uh, welcome to episode 87 of the Valpal podcast. I am your host, Paul Markey, and it just amazes me. You know, once in a while, I'll uh, finish a podcast and think, I wonder what my next one is going to be. But it, it, it's inevitable. I always have something come up in the clinic that just drives me to the next one that I want to talk about. And uh, we've been talking about hip osteoarthritis. And um, recently I had a patient come in. She says, I had my hip replaced. And now I just, I am just not walking straight at all. There's something absolutely wrong with my leg. And um, and looking at her, we found that she had a leg length discrepancy, a simple leg length discrepancy that was really easy to take care of. So that is going to be the topic of today's podcast. We're going to be talking about how to assess somebody who may have a leg length discrepancy. Now we all have a leg length discrepancy. Okay, and it's usually minute, um, but we're not as symmetrical as we think we are. Um, And I'm sure I'm going to get a little pushback after this podcast today, just because I'm uh, I'm pretty hard headed when it comes to uh, doing things my way. And uh, after all of these years of experience, I found something that really works well, and uh, I'm kind of sticking with it because I really have good success with it. But before we do that, we move on uh, with the assessment of this. I'd like to just take a word, uh, a moment to hear a word from our sponsor.
0: Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, main Lee Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com.
1: Hello and welcome back, everybody. Um, today, we are going to talk a little bit about how to assess uh, somebody who has a leg length discrepancy. And I know that in school, you know, you, you, you spend time in class really working on this because we feel like leg length discrepancy is so important. Well, everybody has a leg length discrepancy. It doesn't mean that they all have to be corrected. Okay. Now, some people feel that they all should be perfectly symmetrical, but we are we are not as symmetrical as we think we should be. Um, and so, you know, if somebody has over a quarter of an inch leg length discrepancy, I generally don't mess with it. If they're not having a lot of trouble or they don't have anything that seems to be relating to the leg length discrepancy, I don't mess with it. I leave it as is because that may just be the way that you were born. And maybe the, uh, you know, you might've had an injury when you were a kid, your growth plate didn't heal up as well as it should have and uh, you have this, this, you know, slight difference in your legs. Um, But when you get to a quarter inch or more, you really start to run into some alignment issues, okay, just like the tires in your car wearing out when your car falls out of alignment. Um, So um, it's important that you do recognize a leg length discrepancy when it happens. So, you know, back in school, we used to learn that... um, you know, you you find the ASISs, then you find the medial malleoli, or you find the umbilicus, and you take a tape measure and you measure from one to the other, and then you compare to the other side. And and when I and I did that, I did that for hundreds of patients when I first started out of school, and we measured them, and it was always difficult trying to find what kind of lift do I put in this person's shoe, and why doesn't it work? Um, What I started to find out was that, you know, number one, the ASIS is not a perfectly sharp point. Okay, it's kind of like um, rubbing your finger over the edge of the backside of a goniometer. Okay, it's it's kind of rounded a little bit, and to consistently keep your finger on that point and then find exactly that same point on the other ASIS is quite difficult. Same thing with the malleolus. It's, it's a rounded structure. It doesn't have a very definitive point on it, so it's hard to get it exactly on there. When patients come in and they say, oh, yes, I was measured and I have a three millimeter difference on one side to the other, I have a very, very hard time believing that somebody was able to measure that. Same thing with the umbilicus, if you measure from the umbilicus. I mean, you have to pick a point there, um, and then if the patient just moves a little bit different that that position can be altered all right um so the other thing you need to take into consideration is that why are we checking leg length discrepancy in supine in the supine position because they don't functionally stand or weight bear in that position so it really has no bearing um whatsoever and the other thing the last thing you need to take into consideration is the SI joint now there are some people say that the SI joint moves a lot others say it doesn't move much i think that that has to be identified we have seen people come in who had big lifts and we correct their SI joint and then we chuck the lift and they feel like a million bucks. Um, so it's it's important that you identify if they have an SI joint problem. But that alone, if you're in the supine position and you're posteriorly rotated on one side, your your leg length discrepancy may be off a little bit or the measurement may be off a little bit. So it's very difficult to be close to accurate, in my opinion, when you measure somebody in the supine position. So this is how I like to do it. OK, I always like to measure leg length discrepancy in the standing position. The first thing I do is I have them take their shoes and socks off and I take a look at their feet. OK, usually the leg that has the flatter foot or the pes planus foot is the longer limb. OK, so I take a look at that or sometimes if there's a, a foot and ankle deformity that may make the hip look a little bit, uh, longer or or taller. And so if you have a pes planus on one side and a cavus on the other, your leg length, um, could be a little bit different. Um, next I look at the iliac crest height. So I get my hands right on the iliac crest. I take a peek of that. Um, I also, while I'm doing that, I take a look to see if the patient has any, um, extra knee you know, flexion posturing on one side, the long leg, they'll usually put into flexion a little bit because your brain wants your pelvis to be level as much as possible. Okay, your brain is into energy conservation. So when you're walking um, down the road, your 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 brain does not like your pelvis to go up and down a lot and it doesn't like to go side to side a lot so it does whatever it can with your body um to compensate to keep your pelvis as level as possible okay and sometimes that's flexing the knee a little bit if that leg is long to help keep that pelvis down some so you take a look at that so you know how how do we identify you know close to what the, pro, you know, the, the leg length discrepancy is. Well, what I do is I take a couple pieces of plexiglass that are, you know, I have a bunch of them that are about a quarter of an inch thick. uh, And I even have one that's an eighth of an inch thick. They're about six inches by eight inches. And what I do is I take one and I'll put it underneath the patient's foot on the, on the side that seems lower. I'll take a look at their iliac crest to see if we're getting closer to being level. I'll ask the patient how they feel. And they'll say, you know, let's say I put a 1/8 inch in there uh, and um, they say, ah, oh, it doesn't feel any different whatsoever, but I still think they have a leg length discrepancy. I may take that out and put in the quarter inch and they might try that and say, ah, oh, you know what? That still feels good. I kind of feel a little bit better. And then maybe I'll identify that their iliac crests are nice and straight. The knee is not in flexion anymore and everything looks really, really good. So what I do is then I go to the extreme and I kind of go up a notch again to see what they say. So I may throw another quarter inch under there and say, okay, how do you feel now? And they'll say, well, it feels like I'm just falling off to one side and maybe their pelvis isn't, uh, their iliac crests are not level anymore. And maybe they're starting to flex the knee on the side that you just put the lifters under. So you know you're too high then. OK, so, um, you know, let's say that you identify that the patient is uh, is off by half an inch and they're really comfortable with that. They're going to have a difficult time getting up to a half an inch right away if you're going to lift that um, that side. OK, so what I like to do is I like to start with an eighth of an inch. And I like to use a lift that goes from the heel to the metatarsals. I don't like to just lift the heel because then it makes the knee flex a little bit more. And it also shortens the calf muscle. And it doesn't really lift the whole foot up. It just lifts the heel. Um, so I like to lift at least three quarters of the foot. If not, the whole foot um, with an insert. And I'll start with an eighth of an inch for a week, jump it up to a quarter of an inch for a week, and then maybe go to three-eighths of an inch after that. And I'll probably stop at about three-eighths of an inch inside the shoe because it really starts to fill everything out in the shoe and it can uh, cause some compression problems. And uh, so, you know, once we get to three eighths, if we have to go more than that, I encourage them to get over to a cobbler. I'll make the recommendation on how much to add underneath the sole of the shoe. I tell them to bring a fairly old shoe and to have that built, try it out, see how they like it. And if they like it, then they can have these uh, lifts added to other shoes. Um, So, you know, that's how I like to... um, Measure for leg length discrepancies and how I like to deal with leg length discrepancy as far as lifts go. Um, sometimes if somebody has just a pes cavus, pes planus foot, that seems to be causing some of the leg length discrepancy problem. And I do custom orthotics with them. I may just put them into the custom orthotic first and get the arches in a better position and the subtalar joint neutral, and then assess if they have a leg length discrepancy. Um, and usually, we, you know, it takes, uh, you know, two, three weeks, four weeks for them to kind of get used to this. So we slowly build them up to try to get them leveled off a little bit. Um, but I don't get really technical about a millimeter here and a millimeter there. I find where they're comfortable comfortable. Uh, at, and, um, as long as they are, they're, they're comfortable and they can function better, um, then I'm happy with that. And so that's kind of what I've been sticking with. And so I used to do the old measure the ASIS to the medial malleoli. Um, I truly can say I probably haven't done that for about 20 years now um, because I have such good success with the plexiglass pieces that I like to put under the foot while they are weight bearing. So folks, I have a little video of how I do this. And um, if you're interested, just kind of look in the show notes and click on the link. It'll take you right to the YouTube video about how I uh, measure leg length discrepancy and kind of how I manage it. A little reiteration of what we talked about today, but it's a little show and tell, which I think is a little more practical. So uh, feel free to go over um, to our YouTube channel. You just you know, go to YouTube, put in Paul Marquis, OrthoEvalPal, um, put in Legland Discrepancy, and it'll pop right up. So if ever you need anything regarding orthopedics, uh, we are just about ready to hit 300 videos on YouTube. Go to YouTube, Ortho Pal, Paul Marquis, any of those, um, and uh, whatever the topic is in regards to orthopedics. And it's pretty likely I'm going to hit on something that uh, you're um, looking for. But if not, send me a note and I will do my very best to get you um, a video of uh, a topic that you're interested in. So folks, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, I had a great time with the Leg Lent Discrepancy uh, podcast and I uh, hope you do too. I hope you find all this information useful and helpful uh, in the future um, to uh, help better take care of your patients um, like, uh, like we do. So take care.
0: We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.